0: White Rocket Entertainment, podcast number 561. Welcome to Open Wheel, the White Rocket Entertainment, Formula One, and IndyCar podcast. I am your host, Van Allen Plexico, and I'm joined, as always, for our look into these two great Open Wheel racing series by my co-host, Alan J. Porter. Welcome aboard, Alan.
1: Thank you, Van. Uh, I was just looking back, I think it was actually June that last time we talked racing, which was comparing Monaco and the Indy 500, but... It's been quite a few things I think we can talk about between June and now, and uh, as this is the uh, the summer break for Formula One, I think we thought it would be a good opportunity to sort of take a mid-season break and look back at the season so far.
0: Absolutely, it's a good opportunity to do so because at least the timing kind of worked out that as soon as Formula One went on their break, IndyCar kind of came back from a brief hiatus. So we've got a little going on right now, but. But is it just me or does the IndyCar season seem shorter? Is it, I guess maybe they canceled a few things this year. It does
1: seem short. Yeah,
0: um, this, there's only like four well, left.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I I can never really keep up with the way that the IndyCar season is organized. It's uh, it seems to come in fits and starts. We get <laughs> we get weekends when we get like multiple races back to back, and then we seem to get long breaks, then another couple of races, then a long break, and then all of a sudden it's over.
0: That's it. Yeah, we've had 12. Yeah. We've had 12 IndyCar races so far. They started in Birmingham and they're running all the way through Long Beach. We've had 12 of the 16 and there's only four to go. And Formula 1 though, is pretty much in fact, there are more still to come than there have already been. We've been there's been 11 and there's 12 more to go. So we've got lots more. I mean, Formula 1's going to take us like right up to Christmas just about.
1: Almost, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, as we always do, we begin with Formula One, we let the the rich kids play first, and then we'll see the blue-collar kids. Um, <laughs> so I figure what we're going to do tonight is just kind of look at both series, one and then the other, and just kind of talk about things like, you know, what's the current status, what's our thoughts on it so far, and then what do we kind of see what's coming up, you know, what do we imagine is coming up in the future, whether it's be this season or maybe maybe you have thoughts on like where drivers might be going in the future or whatever. So we'll just see, you know, wherever it takes us. So I guess if you want to start out with formula one, uh, what are your current thoughts on how the series stands at the roughly midpoint?
1: Uh Well, I will say one of the, the things that I think this has been the best formula one season in a long time.
0: Oh Lord.
1: Um, yeah. Yes. It's, you know, we've got a fight at the front between two equals um, going wheel to wheel the most uh, we've had incidents galore we got uh, people coming up doing a lot better we got people who we think should be doing well who are doing badly um it's uh we've intrigued we've had exploding tires we've had people <laughs> right. you know spinning and crashing uh we've had rain we've had i, I don't know it's just been really a really fascinating um season to watch you know we're at we're at the midpoint and lewis hamilton's in the lead again and we could go oh it's the same as every you know every other year but uh, to get to this point has been really interesting and i think the second half of the season i'm hoping the second half of the season is just going to be as fascinating as the first
0: um it's interesting too that lewis is in the lead and yet he's only won four of the 11 races max has won five and then sergio perez and um Esteban Ocon, because you saw that, (laughs) you know, clearly Hungary turned briefly turned into
1: Baku. The Baku was still good. So.
0: And, and there's been an IndyCar Baku we're going to get to in a little bit, too, <laughs> oh, yeah. which was awesomely horrible, <laughs> but awesome. Okay. But anyway, yeah, so Lewis has only won four races, but he's in the lead just because of his ridiculous consistency, and Max either wins or like doesn't finish at all, which has kind of been the way he's always been, just a little more consistent. I mean, In fact, I would argue the two things, I guess off the top of my head, the two things that Max has had going for him this year is that... He's been able to win head to head against Lewis some of the time without something going on to to help him, you know. And he's finished. He hasn't disqualified as much as he usually does. It seems like in the past he'd either be great or he'd run it or his car would blow up or he'd run in the wall or something. It was it was never. Max has never been like a consistent third place guy. He's either first or crashed out yeah. halfway through you know what I mean whereas Lewis is just so consistent Lewis will take a third place here a second place there and a fourth place here and at the end of the season he's just got so many points and, and of course he wins a bunch too so it, it feels like Max's competitiveness but even more so his consistency this year and I think by by extension the, the consistency of Red Bull those cars has been, has been the major difference what do you think
1: yeah, I think, I mean, the Red Bull car, I think, has definitely improved yeah. dramatically. Um, you know, I think it is the faster car um, this year. Um, but yeah, I think his maturity, um, he's learned to race for points, which was something he never used to do. It, as you said, it used to be win at all costs. Um, I think he's more of a big, big picture player this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got the equipment to support that um, and until unless somebody takes half the side off the car. Um, but we'll get to that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he's been uh, a lot lot more mature, and he's still learning his racecraft and uh, what it's like to race up front and race for wins wheel to wheel. And uh, he's proven to be really good at it. Um, so I, th- I think if, even if he doesn't win this year, I think this is his breakout year in terms of champ- being a potential champion.
0: Um, I think this is the year that has validated that he is a le- totally legitimate contender. They, yes, they, they, they've always said he has the potential, but he's never really even been second. You know what I mean? And so this is the year that you're like, yeah, you give him the right car, and he can go toe-to-toe with Lewis.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like you say, I think he's also exhibiting some of that maturity in racecraft um, and stuff as well. So, mm-hmm.
0: so um, I, I, I kind of want to look at a few other drivers, but before we leave those two um, – and I don't want to go off of my script too far, but I do want to look at some of the races too. But I, I'm, I'm just really curious where this is going to go because, like you said, it seems like Red Bull has the better car, and yet there's Lewis in the lead. He's, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it that Lewis is just so good that he can dominate with the best car,
1: but with a less than best car, he, he can still win? He has just had incredible luck fall his way this year. Um, you know, like, you know. Let's talk about the Silverstone incident. You know, Lewis. It was a racing incident. Lewis misjudged the apex, ran out wide, understood wide, hit Max. Max flew off into the barriers at whatever it was, fifteen, 15 G or oh, some
0: gosh, ridiculous, yeah. some
1: ridiculous amount that basically completely shattered his car. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, Lewis had a damaged car, but then they stopped the race. And under the rules, he's allowed to fix his car under the red flag conditions. So he comes out and wins the race. If they'd never red flagged that race, Lewis would never have finished it. Mm -hmm. And he would have been, he wouldn't have been in the lead of the championship. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's other things where, you know, but, but then again, there's been incidents like, um, and, and we'll, we'll get to it with, you know, Hungary where he ends up at the back of the grid and literally fights his way. If that race had been two laps longer, he'd have won it. Yeah, yeah. From the back. So, you know, there's there's skill, but he's also just had the most amazing luck because when things go wrong for Max, as you say, they go wrong and he's out. He scores Mm -hmm. zero. Yes. Lewis always seems to recover points. Yeah. Uh, And that's, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about amassing the points throughout the season.
0: Max goes to the hospital. Lewis goes to the podium. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But it's true. Well, all right. So if the cars are are as they are, why is Sergio Perez, who I think is a great driver, why is he consistently about fourth or fifth, something like that? And Botas is maybe even worse than that this year. What's up
1: with those two? Um, we'll probably talk about this more when we get into our driver ranking bit that we're going okay. to do later on. But um, the Perez thing, I think Botas is just... I don't know, he's just having a really bad season I don't know whether it's personal stuff new girlfriend, distracted, whatever um, <laughs> other interests I don't know um, but uh, you know, the um, Paris thing is really interesting because again whoever is in that second Red Bull can't qualify any closer to Max than like 0.4, 0.5 yeah. of a second off Max's time
0: yeah.
1: um, he, he is be- as far behind Max as Gasly was, as Albon was um, what he has done, I mean, in terms of qualifying, yeah. so that puts him on the back foot because he's starting in fourth or fifth yeah. generally. Um, but when he has started up front, he stayed up front and he picked up a win because he managed mm-hmm. to get up front and stay up front. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, there's something going on the co- with the, quali- the qualifying and the, the way it's set up and how people can get the best out of that car. That it's, I mean, that car is completely built around max. Um, that is clearly obvious, um and it's just interesting that nobody no matter who they plug into that second seat seems to be able to get that last half a second lap time out of it in qualifying Um, and uh, you know I mean Perez said give me five races and I'll you know to to get my eye in and fifth race bang he goes and wins Mm -hmm. Um, but then he's gone you know Backwards a little bit since then. So, but also he's been taken out a couple of times. So, oh
0: yes. Well, and that's the that's the problem with being a little bit back in the field. We see that in IndyCar every week. Is when you're in that mix, you're a lot more vulnerable. Lewis hardly ever has that happen to him because he's never in that mix. He's always out front where he's safe.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: I would argue that I would I would argue this. I think that Perez has been significantly better. Than Albon and Gasly were in that car, just oh, not yeah. just not as much as they as as they need him to be, and, and as we think he should be. That's which is two different things.
1: Yeah, I, I you know like I say, his timing is off the same as the other two, but I wouldn't put him at the same skill level as the other two. I think he's he's a much more proven driver. He's, you know he's a great guy managing his tires. Um, you know when he needs to be, he's he's been there and thereabouts. And you know because Bottas has been performing so badly. Perez has been able to get, you know, up further up in the championship. It's not like he's having to battle two Mercedes or anything. Uh, Right. Or he's having to battle a second Mercedes because most of the time that second Mercedes is nowhere to be seen. So
0: I started watching, I was going to remark on this earlier. I started watching Formula One 2016 with the, that was the season of the, the civil the Silver War, as that great right. YouTube documentary calls it. There's, there's an awesome YouTube documentary that I think a Brazilian guy did that is really, really good, that goes through and uses all the Formula One footage and puts... To, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called The Silver War. It's called um, Prologue to the Silver War, something like that, anyway. But um, that was my first season, and it was actually competitive, but it was within the same team. Right, And there was all that bitter nastiness between them and everything. This season... Has had as close of a race as, as 2016, but two different teams. So there's more to it than just A and B, you know, with everybody yeah, yeah. else, the other 18 or 20 in the back. And there seems to be greater respect. I feel like Lewis and Max haven't totally come to hate each other yet the way, <laughs> the way that Nico and Lewis did in 2016, where they're only now even starting to say anything nice about each other again.
1: Yeah, I think the the mind games haven't started yet, but I have a feeling like we might start seeing them in the second half of the season.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well.
0: Um, what other drivers do you want to talk about right now? We can talk about races, too, but I, I have the list of drivers, the winners and everything. I, I'm really glad that Perez won a race. He won one last year with uh, whatever whatever the bleep they're calling themselves now, <laughs> as, as Raikkonen said. And, and Ocon won that bizarre Hungarian Grand Prix, but is there anybody else of note? I mean, we were talking about where one car is good and the other one's bad. We've kind of been seeing that with um, with um, uh, Lando Malari, uh, Lando Calrissian. Lando. <laughs> Lando, <laughs> so Morris, yes.
1: my, Lando Norris,
0: Lando Norris and, and, Dan, and Danny Ricci.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's really interesting. You know, I, I don't think anybody expected those to be so far apart. Um, no. You know, but Lando's doing an amazing job. Um And Daniel Ricciardo seems to be really struggling with the McLaren. Um, So it would be interesting to see if they do anything over the break to change the car. It seems to not suit his driving style. Um, But it took him a while to get used to the Renault. Uh, It was only really in his second season after he decided he was going to leave that he started getting results in the Renault. So uh, I think he's got another two years on his McLaren contract. So maybe hopefully, uh, I was going to say hopefully next year we'll see something. but. It's going to be a completely different car next year. Yep. Like everybody's going to be a completely different car next year. So starting over, knows? yeah,
0: starting yeah. over. Um I do. I, I will say one thing. Good thing about McLaren. I, I've never known that much about them, but um, I do appreciate them more because I'm enjoying. That's such a likable team. Norris and and Ricardo are just like the two most lovable drivers. You know, you just want to <laughs> pet them both on the head. Uh, they're like puppies. But then. McLaren is also increasing its stake in the IndyCar team that, that it co owned yes, with Arrow. And yeah. that's really exciting. So, I mean, I like the idea they're investing more in, in both series. I feel like that's good. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I feel like that's a good sign for IndyCar.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I, I think so too. And it's just great to see them come back from where they were mm. a few years ago when they were really the butt of, the, of everybody's jokes, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's great to see that great racing name. Being back out there and also you know talking about uh, teams with great pedigrees it's great to see williams making such uh improvements as well um, they
0: have they haven't been winning anything but they're not like dead last the way they
1: were no I and, know, cough, you
0: know cough cough
1: um <laughs> <laughs> you know they're uh we're seeing improvement in them all t- all the time and just you know they've already said that they don't need pay drivers anymore they've got uh you know they're earning money they they've got new investment um mm-hmm. They they just uh, seem to have built uh, a better management and technical team around them, and actually making making progress with the car. It's you know getting visibly faster um, each event. So, yeah, Russell. I mean, he's not going to be with them much longer, though, is he? Uh, well, I know. I think his his contract runs out at the end of this year. He was he was very unsubtle on one of the recent interviews when somebody asked him about his future, and he just burst into a fit of giggles. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wonder what that could mean, Alan. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So he, he's part of the Mercedes family, and I think his agent is Toto oh. Wolff. Hmm, yeah. I'm trying to put two and two together here. And, I and he
1: also did the post hungry test in the Mercedes, the post hungry oh, Pirate test in the Mercedes. So.
0: Well, I, I would think. just like to be the first to welcome Valtteri Bottas to IndyCar. <laughs> <laughs> For, for one race, and then they'll send him on down to sports cars or something. <laughs> oh, from what I hear, it's
1: Alex Album's going to be the next
0: F1 guy in uh, yeah. IndyCar. So. Man, Formula One, they're taking over IndyCar. I mean, we got Grosjean, yeah. we got uh, yeah, as the latest two, and then some others that have, you know, from a little further back and everything. Rossi's had a cup of coffee yeah. in Formula One, so yeah, it's interesting. Well, anyway, we'll get that. So... Um, what about the races, in particular you want to note? I mean, there are a couple that I think are noteworthy. Um, particularly Hungary, obviously, we had some weird stuff happening in, at Silverstone. Uh, what do you? What, and and of course, uh, as I always say, Baku gonna Baku. Right. It can't, it can't help but be interesting because you know you stick those cars ar- and, and around a little castle moat, and you're going to get weird things happen. So, what
1: what races should we note a few things about? Um, uh, yeah, Baku, I think is is one that's worth talking about. As you say, they they reprofiled that slightly, really tight corner and opened that up a bit. But that sort of threw people offline for the next corner, so they were stuffing it into the wall, do, <laughs> doing the, the the left turn after the castle. Um, so that was that was interesting. Um, people completely misjudging that. Mm. Um, but I think the, you know the main things about Baku was uh, the the tyre failures. We had the the two oh, yeah. uh, exploding tyres with Lance Stroll and. and uh, was it, it was actually interesting you are talking about Nico Rosberg just before the race I watched a Nico Rosberg piece where he basically did a a lap on the eSports um, mm-hmm. app on the Formula 1 app uh, sort of talking about how you were tackled the, the lap at Baku uh, and he said that he felt the, uh, the straight at Baku was actually the most dangerous place in Formula 1 because of the way the pit wall sticks out onto the, the straight and he said you know, if anybody has an accident or a tire failure here they're going to hit that wall. And it's exactly what where Stroll's tyres went. And I went, oh, grief. But, he, you know, obviously he stopped before he actually hit that exposed pit wall. Um, mm. So that could have been really nasty. But then several laps later on the same straight, um, Max Verstappen had a blowout while he was yeah. with the rear tyre, while he was in the lead. Was- and Pirelli sort of came up with, a, well, we can't find any anything, but we're changing the recommendations and the tyre compound for the next race. Um, hmm. So that, that that was concerning. But, you know... Um, that put Perez in the lead, but we all expected Lewis to jump him on the restart, and then Lewis hit the wrong button on his steering wheel and shut off down the escape road. <laughs> um, so because so he had no weird. brakes, he turned his brakes off. Um, so yeah, and it was just a, that was just a, a weird one, but it was great to see Perez take the win. So
0: oh, it was. I love it when he wins. I was going to say real quickly about talk about Nico. I Nico Rosberg to me is great. As a commentator I really like him As an analyst They only have him on Like a couple of times So far They've only had him Had him on a couple of times This season But I wish they'd have him On every every week Because I, I like him a lot better Than some of these guys That they have on there All the time that all sound exactly the same, and I can't really tell them apart. So I really enjoy his insights, and he really knows what he's talking about. And he's a fairly yeah. recent driver, so he's he's been yeah. on these tracks, you know. So I, I I like Nico a lot. He was my favorite driver at the time, and now he's my favorite commentator. So
1: I, I think I read somewhere the other day that he's going to be doing more after the the job he did at the Hungarian Grand Prix and managing to commentate on that debacle. He yeah uh, he did such um, a good job. I think they're going to give him more. So which would be that good. Would be, that would be great. Yeah. So what
0: other races, uh, about uh, the British or the Hungarian you want to talk about? Uh,
1: yeah, Silverstone. Um, obviously, there was the, the the crash at the beginning that we already talked about with Lewis and, and Max. Uh, but it was oh. great to see Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari step up and basically lead that race um, right up until, what was it, two laps from the end when Lewis jumped him. Um, so, <laughs> you know, he, he I think he showed maturity there. Uh, but, you know, we had Sebastian Vettel, Vettel spinning off on his own for no apparent reason. Um, during that race, Um, but also um, that was the first time they tried this new sprint car qualifying. Oh,
0: that's right, that's right. The new sprint
1: sprint race qualifying, where instead of the standard grid, we had a a sprint race, we had qualifying on Friday and a 17-lap sprint race on Saturday, which set the grid for Sunday. and, uh, I don't know that, that the first, I mean, they all said, oh, no, we're not going to race. We're not going to risk the cars. And of course the first race, first lap, they all went out and <laughs> it, on. Going? it was great yeah. for the first three or four laps. And then it just settled down into, you know, yeah. I think if apart from Fernando Alonso was about the only one who was actually doing anything in that race, I, I don't know. It turned out to be a bit processional. So, uh, I think they're going to try it again at Monza. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but, uh, it, it was okay. I, I it wasn't a disaster, but I don't think it was anything particularly special. So, what did you think of it?
0: I thought it was a nice break from just the same 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 P1, P2 or or F, uh, Q1, Q2, Q3. I, I right. thought that it was it was a nice change. I don't think I would want to do it every week and like you say I think they'd probably trash the cars too much. They couldn't even, you know, the the damage. Right. But uh but I I liked it as a change and I did think they raced more than than was expected, but um but also, one problem that we saw of it really big was this not the one where Perez did something early on and got pushed to the back, and there's just no time yeah. to recover. You can't recover.
1: Yeah, not in 17 laps or 15 laps or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. so he ended up at the back of the grid, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So that's yeah. a problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, what a- I did like is it meant that they had everybody had free tire choice on Sunday, so I was hoping we'd see some different tire strategy. But unfortunately, everybody chose the same tire, but, uh, <laughs> you know. I was hoping it might it might open that up a bit
0: well, speaking of tire choices, that really gets us to hungry because that was one where I turned that sucker on about eight o'clock in the morning and it's raining, and I'm like, "Oh, ho, 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 it's raining it's always exciting. <laughs> I wouldn't want every Formula One race to be in the rain, but every now and then it again it just something to yeah. kind of change things up, and they were all on intermediates they were all on intermediates when I turned that thing on right before they started and I believe, remind me how it played out that they ended up, that they all went and pitted except for Lewis. He started the race by himself on the restart, right? Was there yeah, a red because, flag?
1: Yeah, yeah, because BOTAS took out five cars. Oh, on the first. that's
0: right. That was on the, I can't remember <laughs> if that was before or after the.
1: So they uh. started, so interesting. So I'd actually, we were out that morning, so I didn't actually see the race live, but I turned on my phone to check something and I saw who'd <laughs> won. Oh. nothing else. I just saw who'd won. Oh, you're and like, I like what? and I was said to Jill, we have to go home and watch this race now because <laughs> this is going to be crazy. Um,
0: you're like, you're so, like, wait, I thought back. Who already happened? Wait a
1: minute. Yeah. <laughs> that's- so, so the so yeah. So they started in the rain, and then I think the first corner, Botas, first or second corner, Botas completely misjudged his breaking point, went into the back of Norris, who slid across into the back of Verstappen. Mm-hmm. And then, was it Botas, when as he was going over, hit Paris. So he took out both Red Bulls on the first corner. Yeah, um, and To,
0: to which they, uh, Mercedes should have given him a bonus and a, <laughs> right. and a good handshake, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, and then a the McLaren. But as you said earlier, Lewis is out front, and then he's gone. And then there was yeah. a further back, wasn't it? Um, one of the Ferraris and one of the Aston Martins tangled. Anyway, by the end of the first lap, there was like five cars out. Yeah. So they stopped the race while they recovered it. And as they were going around, you heard it on the radio, actually. George Russell said, everybody's going to pit for slicks. Yeah. And everybody did, <laughs> except, except for Lewis. Hamilton, except for who was out front. So he drove up to pole position. And he must have been looking in his mirrors. And there was nobody behind him. Nobody. Because literally, all every other surviving car had gone into the pit lane. Um, to
0: change. All right, all right, all right. So hold on, hold that thought. I want to work through this. So I, my understanding was that Mercedes' rationale, and, and or maybe Lewis's or some combination. So so work with me here. My understanding was that they looked at it and said, we don't want to give up potential track position. Yeah. To to change tires, we think we'll be okay on these tires. Not dreaming that they were the only ones that were going to stay on those tires.
1: Yeah, their, their thinking was if we pit somebody else, nor or whoever was left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> gonna be get track position while we're in the pits changing because some people will not come in, but everybody else came in. Um Every so, yeah. so we ended up with whatever it was, fifteen cars or fourteen cars in the pit lane and one on the start. Um, did they and, just uh, gobble
0: him up immediately? I can't remember.
1: The no, because then he did it he did he did he, did, he, he went out and led that lap but then Mm -hmm. he pulled in to get his tires so he came out of the back of that 15 car train but i don't know if you noticed it but i only really picked this up afterwards watching it when they were in the pit lane george russell because of where the williams pit is at the end of the pit lane when he tried to get out and back in the line it was solid there was no no space for him to get in but there was a gap at the front between where the light was and the first car so he put his car at the front of the line because it was the only space he had to get into. Even though he was actually came into the pits in like seventh or eighth position, he, he actually put himself in first. So when Lewis dropped off, Russell was technically lead, was actually leading, <laughs> but the team had actually realized he'd done something illegal. So he had to let like the five or six cars go by him. But it was right. just a cheeky little move. And I, I loved it. I thought it was, you know. It's like, I'm going to lead for half a lap, you know, in yeah. a Williams So yeah. um, <laughs> I do
0: remember thinking, wait, what? But that's yeah. just that whole race was a, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you know, the whole race was Yeah, so crazy. that yeah.
1: ended up with Ocon in the lead, and he mm-hmm. just drove great to hold off Sebastian Vettel behind him. Yeah. Um, and then, as we said, you know, Lewis came up from the back, and then Max, they sent Max back out. But uh, literally, yeah. the floor and half the aerodynamic stuff on the right hand side was gone i mean he had a car that was yeah really Not mortally wounded
0: i feel like he came out in 11th and he managed to get to 10th
1: yeah. the
0: whole rest of the race one position yeah. so that just yeah. told you that something was bad wrong because if he
1: yeah i mean half he, half the car was missing you know half the floor yeah. was missing and yeah, yeah i'm just amazed that they you know they put him out there just to get get points at so. point yeah. yeah
0: and and they were able to kind of um well, I was trying to say th- I was I was thinking it was Perez that got the fastest lap, but that was actually at Britain.
1: No, it was Gasly. That was a smart move because yeah. Gasly was running outside the top ten, so he couldn't get the point for fastest lap. But it's a Red Bull team, and they didn't want Lewis to get the extra point.
0: They took it so away called, from
1: Lewis. They yeah. pulled Gasly and put soft tires on and sent him out to get the fastest lap. So Lewis, not so Gasly, could get the point, but so Lewis couldn't get the point. I was just. Lap.
0: I'm just looking, and and they've done that to Lewis at least twice at the Spanish yeah. Grand Prix. Max did it, and at the Hungarian, Gasly did it. And if this ends up coming down to just a couple of points, yeah. they're going to look like geniuses.
1: Yeah, great yeah. tactics. And that's the other thing that, that Mercedes has really shown this year is they they're they're vulnerable with their strategy. They've made some bad strategy calls this this year for them. So.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Um, all right, so. Where do you think this is gonna go? Where do you? What's your crystal ball telling you for the rest of this season? We've got 12 to go.
1: All right, my heart is I hope, as much as I like to support my British drivers, and you know, my fantasy team is all my British drivers, so <laughs> always helps when Lewis wins. But I'm hoping Max wins. Um, my heart is hoping that Max wins. My gut tells me that Lewis is probably gonna do it again. Oh, wow, um, all right. But just, um, but, yeah, that's. But what I'm hoping is we see a couple more, even maybe one more first time winner and a couple of more surprises. No, that's um, the best. That's the to, best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I look, Lewis, yeah, get my mind straight. Lewis is basically the Terminator, and you got to set him on fire and put him in a hydraulic press to stop him. Otherwise, yeah. he just keeps coming and keeps coming. And I mean, you know, I, I feel like Max can win the championship with without – I mean, let's, let's face it. In 2016, to beat Lewis by like one point in the last race for the championship, Rosberg needed everything to go pretty much his way that season that could go his way because Lewis was going to win his share of races. Nico had to win a bunch at the beginning, and then he had like one more kind of run in the middle – and then he just got second till the end. He got second, 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 and, and, he, and he got the championship. Whereas I think Max is in a position to not have to do it that way. That's that's like the equivalent in football of scoring one point and then just like running the clock out. You know, Nico yeah. is just taking a knee, running the clock out. But I feel like Max can win it on the hoof. You know what I mean? Rather than. Yeah
1: grinding yeah, it I, out. I am hoping it goes down to the last race and it comes down to the the two of them wheel to wheel for the championship in the last race. That would yeah. be absolutely awesome.
0: And, and yeah. on offense, not just trying to one of them trying to run the clock out on the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah. would be good. That would be good. Yeah. Um all right. I, I agree too. And we've got some interesting races cuz we got we got Belgium is the next one. Have we Oh well, of course, that's Spa. I think Spa we just call it yeah. Spa. So I don't think of it as Belgium. Uh, we got that relatively new Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, we yeah. go back to Russia after Italy. Turkey, We haven't I haven't seen Turkey before. That'll be interesting. And, of course, uh, Japan and, and Austin, where you are, and yep. Mexico City, Sao Paulo. There's a mystery race, interestingly enough. There's a literally the mystery race. I don't know where <laughs> they're going to do it. And then Saudi Arabia, which is new, and then Abu Dhabi. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I, I know Austin have been making noises about trying to do a double header to fill that Extra slot, so uh, okay. I don't, but uh, I don't know about that. So we'll we'll see. We will but see. Uh, yeah,
0: because there was no Australia this year,
1: right? Yeah, and, yeah. No and Singapore. then oh, and then no Singapore, got cance- Singapore got cancel. Well, Singapore got cancelled. Well, actually, Turkey China. got Turkey got cancelled, and then Singapore got cancelled, and they reinstated Turkey to cover. Oh, okay. Singapore, um, so,
0: and weren't they supposed to be doing Vietnam by now?
1: Yeah, as well. Yeah, but I don't think that one's ever going to happen now. So oh wow, dang. Yeah. They had a neat look. No, of we, we got Miami next year. Oh. As well as Austin. Hopefully as well as Austin. So. I
0: wonder if there will be a Miami heist in
1: Miami. Miami, <laughs> <mean>, yeah. <laughs> nice uh, plug. Thank you, um, yes. All right. So, um, so do you want to do our driver's rankings? Let's so, do it. Uh, I suggested to Van it might be fun to basically do a 20 to 1 <laughs> countdown of our driver's rankings, um, go through the field, uh, contrast and compare. Um, I was explaining to Van just before we... Uh, started recording that I was geeky enough to actually also go online and look at five other F1 commentators on YouTube who had done uh, mid-season driver rankings and averaged theirs out. So we've got three, three marks as to sort of, if you like, what what the general consensus is on a driver's ranking and then our two individual ones. So, uh, um, Very good. so do you want me to start? Number
0: 20? Yeah,
1: yeah. go ahead. All, all right. So my number 20 is number 20 across the board for everybody else. Yeah and I think it's probably you're going to be your number 20 as well It's Nikita Mazepin.
0: Mazepin. Oh, Mazepin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mazepin. Yeah. yeah, there's no doubt. If anybody in the world put anybody other than Mazepin at number 20, they haven't been watching Formula 1, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not just the spinning um or his attitude. I don't know why. I just dislike the guy. <laughs> <Sure>. um, <laughs> just the way he comes across on TV. Um but uh, also the fact he he is consistently by the end of the race thirty to forty seconds silverstone mm-hmm. aside thirty to forty seconds behind his teammate. Yep. So yeah he is just uh, yeah off just way off the pace at the back of the pack and uh, yeah and getting in people's way too. I mean he's pulled some pretty dangerous stupid moves as well. So.
0: Yes. He has. Oh, constantly. I, I gotta say I, I don't know if he's as bad. If I, he's probably worse than remember the what was it the torpedo the, that they called the Russian. Uh, the Formula Red Bull. The former Red Bull. Danny uh, Kvyat? Kvyat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Mazepin is even worse. Um, I want to say, by the way, there may be a lot of difference in our bottom six or seven just because I don't have a really good feel for some of these guys. They're all kind of equally not great. They're all good or they wouldn't be in Formula One, but they're all kind of equally not great. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Okay. All right. Well, you, who's, your, who's your number 19? My number nineteen is Nicholas Latifi.
0: Okay, all right. Because what has he ever done but nothing?
1: Okay. Apart oh, me he scored most of Williams's points. Ah, in well, grand
0: Prix. yeah, he scored that one point that one time
1: and gave them a, their only point. No, he scored point. what was it? Six points? Oh. Six points? At, uh, yeah, Hungarian Grand Prix, bought the car right. seven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who you got number? Who you got number nineteen then? So my number nineteen is actually somebody you know, Kimi Räikkönen. Now, what? Whoop. <laughs> wow. Jimmy? Um, Yeah, All partly right. because, I mean, he's been outperformed or outqualified by his young teammate. That's um, true. Yes, he tends to uh, be ahead of the race, but he's had a couple of instances where basically his concentration has just gone. Like he ran into the back of uh, Vettel, um, and there was another time when he just, towards the end of the race, he just basically plowed into the back of people, just not thinking and just Mm. losing his concentration and when he's got in fights he's i don't know i think he's just tooling around waiting for to finish the season out and go and enjoy his family and so and he's a former you know he's he's the most experienced guy on the grid and he's a former world champion and i don't think those sort of results and on track stuff is worthy of somebody with his pedigree so that's for me is what drops Nah, you down. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm talking about. So he's <laughs> okay. so my 19. Okay, who's your All 18? Right. So 18 for me is uh, Yuki Sonoda, Alpha Toro.
0: Ooh, okay. Well, explain yourself. Why, why do you
1: have him 18? Um, again, disappointment. I mean, he was first race, he was pretty good. Um, but he's after that, his results, I've been crashing overdriving he's way overdriving the car um his uh attitude on the radio i mean his radio messages uh, sort of started out being fun but are now getting embarrassing
0: yeah that's true
1: um you know the team actually had to tell him physically move him from the uk to italy to get him to focus on going to the gym and working and coming into the factory i mean they literally uprooted him from his flat in the uk and made him bought him a place by the factory to to get him to focus um, I think he has bag He was great in the junior formula. I think he has bags of natural talent, but I think he is in uh, F one way too soon, um, and I'll be surprised if he's in an F one seat next year.
0: Wow, very interesting, very interesting. My number eighteen is Schumacher, just because okay. just because we haven't really had a chance to see him do anything other than in a Haas, So,
1: I, all right. Um, so that would be my seventeen. Yep. Yeah? Uh, Giovinazzi. Just not, not really doing...
0: I'm sorry, fun to yeah, say.
1: Yeah, he's not really doing anything in the Alfa Romeo. Just, again, I'd be surprised if he's in a seat next year. Um He has... He, even with his uh trademark being quick on the first few laps, um, he's not really doing much. He's tooling around at the back. So, yeah.
0: My number 17 is Lance Stroll, because... He, wow, okay. <laughs> he, ha- he has... um a decent car and he's still just not accomplishing anything more than he did with a bad car and he he, I just when I think I think about body of work I'm not just looking at today I'm kind of looking at body of work and with Lance Stroll I just keep thinking about he even was going to win second place at Baku and got passed by Botas on the last few feet and ended up not even getting second he got third there so I, I just he he just continuously disappoints me. Unfortunately, I, I feel like he should have done better than he's done so far. So that's that's Stroll at seventeen. I got to say, my sixteen is Sonoda. So there he is, pretty far down.
1: Okay. All right. Well, my sixteen is Latifi. So
0: there we go. We've we've right. covered everybody together except for you have a you have Raikkonen and I have Schumacher up up in the, yeah down in the depths. all
1: right all right which takes me to my fifteen which you've already talked about is Lance Stroll um, disappointing Lance Stroll. Um, not showing the form that he did last year when it was uh, whatever they're calling themselves at the moment, uh, <laughs> Racing Point. When it was Racing Point last year, he yeah. showed some class, um, and some signs there. Um, just been really disappointing in the Aston Martin so far. I think exactly. So, other yeah. than Baku, he was actually showing some some ta- uh, pace at Baku until his tire went. But
0: that's his yeah. track. He always does better there yeah. than anywhere else.
1: Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
0: Uh, let's see. All right. Well. So you're fifteen. Number, my Here number fifteen is Antonio Giovinazzi because I feel like he has the potential. Like you said, he, he he does at least have one thing he does pretty well, which is he qualifies p- fairly well for what he's got, and he does pretty well the early laps. So I feel like if he could just get a little more consistency, he could be a decent and in a decent car, he'd be a good, he'd be a decent driver. So I think he's done better than than I expected out of. I I expected him to be down there with Mazepin and, and Latifi, and I feel like he's at least one cut above them.
1: Okay. So, who's your 14?
0: 14 for me. And, again, body of work. He's had his moments where he's been better than this, but lately he hasn't, and that is Pierre Gasly.
1: Really? Wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, he had his moments where he'd be in the top 10, but he's also had his moments where he couldn't stay at Red Bull, and he hadn't done squat this year, hardly.
1: I disagree with that. He's actually been qualified in the top six every race, and... Been there and thereabouts. So,
0: maybe. <laughs> okay. Well.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Maybe I've got right. him too low. I'll, I will. I will stipulate, Your Honor, that I have him maybe too low.
1: Okay. Um, Fourteen for me, Valtteri Botas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey. Interesting. I can't. Um, I can't. I can't argue that. As you're about to find. Um,
1: out. Looking at the number of points this time last year compared to now, he is 53 points back from where he was at this point last year. Wow. Yeah,
0: and and last I checked, he's not driving a Williams. He's still in no. a Mercedes.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's fourth in the championship, but he should be. He's in a Mercedes. He should be That's, second or third. Um, you,
0: there's a there's a good seven or eight drivers on this list you could put in Botas's car. And that car would be higher up than where it is right now.
1: Yeah. And again, he's showing the same thing he did when he's had the down spots before. You know, we saw Lewis in Hungary come from the back. It's not the car. Yeah. Right? When Botas yeah. slips down the field, he stays, he stays. stuck. Yes. <laughs> you know, and he's been uh, taking people off. I mean, he's, he's been involved in way too many accidents. So.
0: Well, he's never been known for being able to pass at all.
1: No. no. He, gets,
0: he always gets stuck behind people and wears his tires out. Yeah. That's his thing. You know, you'll say Sergio Perez is good at managing tires. Botas is good at wearing his tires out. That's yeah. his
1: thing. Yeah.
0: Well, my number 13 is Valtteri Botas, so we got that out of the way.
1: Okay. All right. We're well, my 13, uh, we've actually mentioned him earlier, is Daniel Ricciardo. Very disappointing in Daniel Ricciardo in the McLaren. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Elizabeth.
0: It's the big one. Let's
1: see again, I'm looking at body of work
0: as much as I am currently. <laughs> well, I'm so. looking at this season. So, okay, uh, all right, all right. Yeah. that's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ricardo is 28 points behind where he was in the Renault at this time of last year, and the McLaren's a much better car. Um, yes, so, it is. Yes, it definitely yeah. is. So, yeah, he's a big, been a big disappointment this year. So. All right, who's your number 12? So, my number 12 is actually Mick Schumacher. And oh, I will say. Wow. I will say maybe I'm being a bit over generous putting him at number 12. Um, But um, yes, he's had crashes um, in free practice. uh, You know, this meant he's not got into qualifying, but I think uh, some of that is just from him pushing the envelope, finding the limits. Mm. Um, His first five or six races, they found out his seat was like in the wrong position and he's been sort of driving at an angle and stuff. And he's, it took Sebastian Vettel to figure that out for him, that his seat was <laughs> wrong. So, you know, if he was doing the sort of sort of things he has and outperforming his teammate, yes, he's in a Haas, but he, I think he is driving much better than the Haas did. And in, in Hungary, it may have been for 11th place, but he was going wheel to wheel with Max Verstappen yeah. for a third of the race. Um so, I, you know, I think the kid's got a lot of. I was always a bit wary about him because he was just getting in because of his name. When I was watching him go up through the junior formula, but in sure. Formula Two, he really, he really stepped up, became Formula Two champion. I'm watching him in Formula One. I don't think he's probably going to be his dad, but um, I think he's got a lot of potential, and uh, I think he's showing a lot of that so far in the first season, first half of this season. So, mm. um, I would, I would maybe expect him to be in an Alfa Romeo next year, hopefully instead of the, which is where I thought it was going to go this year. I was really surprised when he ended up at Haas, I thought he was going to be at Alfa Romeo. So. Oh,
0: that would have been a little, a slightly better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Please. Because he, he would have had somebody like Kimi Raikkonen to help mentor him as well. So, yeah.
0: Um, here's so, one, that, here's one you're not going to love, but again, body of work last couple of years and, um, he's somebody I said was was up and coming and I've always said was really good in fact he's been on my fantasy team like every year but I have him 12 that would be Esteban Ocon
1: um actually I have him at 11 so oh, alright
0: alright it's We're my
1: coming. number 11 so yeah I mean other than the fact that he won in Hungary right um started out okay but then he got his new three year contract and basically his form went out the window mm-hmm. um uh, and then I don't know whether it was a chassis thing because in Silverstone he got a new chassis that he said he wanted, and he seemed to, you know, perform better. He did a great job uh, in Hungary keeping Vettel behind him, um, but I think also that was because Alonso was his wingman, yeah, um, and keep, keeping everybody else back. So oh. um, I, I, to me, that was most, that was as much a team victory as it was an Alcon victory. Um, did so, you
0: hear the team audio when he when he's celebrating and the guy one of the engineers said? You owe a big thanks to Fernando. And he's like, Why is that? And he goes, He he kept Lewis away for like six or seven laps and let you win. And there's silence and silence. And Okan goes, Legend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, I love yeah. it.
0: I love it. So that was, no, so you cool. know, he's
1: only scored three more points this year than he did last year. And that includes the win. So if you take <laughs> wow. the win out, he's it, not doing as good as he did last year. So exactly. uh, yeah, that's why he's, he's sort of middle, middle. Middle for Diddle for me, easy eleven. So. Precisely, precisely. So, all who's right. your number eleven?
0: My number eleven is Kimi Räikkönen. I have him that high. I guess more on body of all time work than recent form. So, I think we can. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. And, and just just for the uh, the the uh, the comedy and the uh, the radio <laughs> messages. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I will prove <laughs> Alan wrong. He don't know what he's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> all right. Uh, is it my number ten? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, my number 10 is, uh, Sebastian Vettel. Uh, <laughs> my number 10 is Sebastian Vettel. Oh, there we go. Cool. Um, yeah, I think he's done much better this year. He seems to be enjoying himself, enjoying his racing. Um, it's great to see him get on the podium at Hungary, even if it was disqualified through no fault of his own. Yeah. Um, but he's also had, again, th- those weird Sebastian Vettel fates like the spin at Silverstone for no apparent reason. So, uh, yeah,
0: I, yeah, that's the thing for me. I have him like dead middle because on the one hand, he's a four-time world champion that's a great driver. And on the other hand, he does so many things that you think, how did he ever win one world championship when he yeah. makes these,
1: this many mistakes? He's, he's an enigma. He's, he's either brilliant or he leaves you scratching your head.
0: So. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh,
1: number nine. S- number nine for me is Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. Um, okay. yeah, he's been fast. He did a great job at Silverstone. He's had two poles, but he's he's driven people off the track, he stuffed it in the barriers at Monaco. Oh, yeah. Um I, I think Charles um I think somebody described it the other really well the other day is um they basically he's always at hundred and fifteen percent, everybody else is at hundred and ten percent. He's <laughs> he's like <laughs> you know, he's he's always trying a bit too hard, I think. A bit um, too hard,
0: yes. That's yeah, a very good yeah. way of putting. It.
1: Because I think that on his
0: day, he's top three.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, he's definitely one of the top three fastest, natural talented drivers yes. out there.
0: Yeah. Yes, and then yeah. he does a Vettel.
1: Yeah.
0: In some ways, he's kind of like a young Vettel. He can be the world champion, or he can run it right in the wall, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. He, he is kind of a. That's true. I hadn't thought about. It, but yeah. Um, we'll get. Yeah, I don't have him too much higher. We'll get to him. All right. My number nine is George Russell, and again. Really? We haven't gotten to see very much of him. Just that one race in a Mercedes, and that's why he's not like 18. That one race where he was in a Mercedes is what moved him up to number nine for me because I think he's got potential.
1: Okay. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly higher than you on that one. Well, you'll, you'll see. Okay. Well, I,
0: if uh, I had more to work with, I don't have a lot to work with here. I see him back in the back all the time, so
1: I'm like, okay, you know, get him get him in a right. real car and we'll see. Uh, for me, number eight is Perez. Okay, my number eight... I think for, 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 the, for the reasons we talked about earlier, that, uh, yeah. you know, he, he's just, I don't know, he's just not quite getting there. There's times when he has been there, but he's still not quite the backup that Max needs. So,
0: I want him to be so bad that I'm, I'm hard-pressed to say that he's not... I just feel like he's had Alexander Rossi luck. More about that in a minute. I just feel like he's had the worst luck of anybody. He either gets hit... Or something else weird happens, and he ends up in the back of the field every every dang week. It seems like every week, I'm like, "Oh, here he goes. He's in second, or he's in third. He's here. He go. Here he go. Oh no! Come on, man! And there he goes again. You know, so so I don't I don't have him number eight, but I do have him number seven. But I haven't done my number eight. My number eight is Carlos Sainz. Okay. So you haven't you haven't mentioned him yet. So that'll be no. Nope. But I think I would take Perez over Signs.
1: Yeah. Okay. If I'm
0: if I'm hiring a driver and it's those two, I'm going to take I'm going to take Checo over over Signs.
1: Right. Interesting. Okay. okay. I disagree right. with you, but interesting.
0: Uh, well, obviously, because you <laughs> haven't mentioned Signs yet, and you've mentioned Perez. So, all right, I've told you my number eight and my number seven. So, what is your next? What is your?
1: So, your, so now my number seven. Uh, we, you've already talked about him as Pierre Gasly. Okay. Uh, mainly for, you know he's doing. Sterling job with that AlphaTauri um also playing the Red Bull game like I said doing the you know taking the the fastest lap in Hungary always in the top 6 always quality. the times he's not finished is basically because somebody else like shot when Charles Leclerc punctured his, t- his tire and or he, he's got knocked out so uh, when he's finished he's been he's been top 6
0: so. and then you put him in a Red Bull and it all goes out the window
1: yeah, I, I keep seeing all these things about, oh, they should put Gasly back in and take Perez out and put Gasly back in the car. It's like, no, he's 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 really doing great stuff at AlphaTauri. He's a team leader, and it clearly suits him a lot better than the Red Bull atmosphere did, and the car suits him a lot better.
0: Well, obviously, he um, wants to go back to Red Bull. He thinks he deserves to, but I, feel I think
1: like... I think he'd probably go somewhere. I think he'd probably do another season or so at AlphaTauri and then go somewhere else, like mm. McLaren or somewhere. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I still think the Alpha Tari is actually a great looking car, and I love the white wheels and I love the I love the trim. I think it's a beautiful looking car. It is cool. All, All right. right. Um, so that was my number seven. Uh so my number six. Yep. Uh I've lost my list. I should have put things in. Oh, yes. My number six is Lewis Hamilton. No.
0: <laughs> yes. Scandal Rocks Open Wheel <laughs> Podcast.
1: Um the Just- reason you better explain yourself young man <laughs> um because we're seeing cracks in lewis's armor i mean don't forget i'm whole, lewis is at such a high standard that you know yeah. by, uh, it's still brilliant yeah, hold him to that he's, he's leading the championship but i think we're seeing cracks in his armor we're seeing him some of his radio messages you're hearing him start to get flustered um he's starting to get disagreements with the team i think max is getting to him he's starting to make mistakes um so, um, and he's 35 points da- I know he's leading the championship, but he's 35 points down from where he was at this point last year. So, um, mm. I think he's uh, in relative terms, I think he's, he's dropped quite a bit down my rank, personal rankings. So.
0: Interesting. He's interesting. Wow. I did not expect that. Um, my number six, as we've already thoroughly discussed is Charles Leclerc. Okay. So we can we can move on. I have him 6 I've, you know. Uh, my number five is danny ricky daniel ricardo
1: ready okay wow i've got I him way higher than i i than put, me, him, so.
0: put that young man in a car he can drive that's a good car and he's in the, he's a top top
1: five driver <laughs> don't disagree with that but i think this season he's just no, oh, well, this Hugest season's fun. been
0: crap, but sure. But I'm again, yeah. body of work, <laughs> ability of driver, not just this season's results.
1: Okay, so I'm doing my midseason report card. Um, my number five is the legend that is Fernando Alonso. <laughs> Fernando. <laughs> um, I will Fernando. be honest, him coming back after two years, I thought he would be tooling around at the back um, in the Alpine, if not right at the back. You know, I think he, I was thinking he would be, I don't know, running 15th, 16th most of the time. Not in the points. Um, He's done great. Um, Took him two or three races to get to grips with the car, but since then he's he's been really good. Hungary was just a masterclass in defensive Mm. driving. Um, Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Any wannabe racing driver should watch those seven or eight laps um, of him keeping Lewis behind. He, and also he's 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 doing a bit what he did with McLaren, even when McLaren went at the back. He is taking that car and driving better than the car getting results out of it that are better than the car actually is. So, um, yeah. I I am mega impressed him taking two years out, coming back. And his attitude seems to have changed, too. I don't know whether it's because he was doing more team-related stuff, like in winning Le Mans a couple of times, where he had to share the car with other drivers. (laughs) Yeah, Um, But he just seems to have taken on that mentorship role um, at, at Alpine and building a team around him, rather than fracturing a team as his reputation was previously. So, yeah. Maybe it's with being forty. I don't know. He uh, he, he just seems a lot mellower.
0: And I well. think he he does get a get a lot of enjoyment out of messing up Lewis.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they they didn't exactly have a uh, harmonious uh, year together, did they? So, no, no, no.
0: All right. So that, I I gave you my number five, Ricardo. You gave me your number five was was Fernando.
1: And oh uh, yeah. So that's okay. my number four. Number four. My number four is George Russell.
0: Oh, wow, man. What exactly has he done to
1: achieve that? Okay, what has he done? He has got a car that is arguably one of the slowest and worst made cars uh, uh, initially, actually into Q2 for every race bar one, into Q3 twice. But for me, it wasn't scoring the points in Hungary. It was actually his drive in France when he took that Williams and got it up to 12th when there was nobody else retired. I mean, that is a car that should have been running. I don't know, seventeenth, eighteenth, and he got it up to twelfth, almost in the points, against a full field of cars. Um, I thought that was an absolute mega, mega drive. And I'll be honest, every qualifying session, I am just hooked to my seat to see how far what George Russell can ring out of that Williams and how far he can up the grid he can get it. He every qualifying it a, session,
0: Got in Q three, didn't he?
1: Yeah, Q three twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, when his teammate is getting knocked out mm-hmm. in Q1 every qualifying session. So, yeah. he, so I, I can't wait to see him in a Mercedes. Um,
0: Any day now. It may not even be yeah. next season <laughs> the way it's going. That yeah. May be their secret weapon. Yep. So, uh, who's your number four? My number four is Lando Calrissian Norris. Um, okay. Pilot of the Millennium Falcon. He needs a Wookie next to him in that Formula One car. Uh, he he's so likable, and he's just been getting results this year. He's been killing it. I mean, he has been super. He he had the longest streak of anybody of of finishing and and getting points, didn't
1: he? I'm so hungry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, and that wasn't his fault. No. So.
1: Yeah. Number four. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Longest streak in McLaren history. Fifteen races. Woo. Even better than Senna or Prost or anybody. Sure yeah. Yeah. Lando right. system. Lando system. All right. My number three is Carlos Sainz.
0: Wow. That's higher than I would have thought. I mean, he's in a Ferrari and he's finishing like seventh or eighth every week.
1: Uh, he's in a Ferrari. He's six in the championship. Um, yeah. Scored more points than he did. A, a, he's 32 points ahead of where he was this time last year in a Ferrari. Um, Ferrari have stepped up. It's a good car. But for me, the fact is he's actually stepped into that Ferrari brand new and he's running as fast and is alongside clerk who's been in that car for two years. That's true. Um, you know, if you, if you look at everybody else who's stepped into a new team, yeah. Danny Ricciardo's having problems. Fernando account. Alonso, it took a while to get there. You know, uh, Sebastian Perez. Vettel's up and down. Um, Perez Carlos and down. Perez, is having issues. Carlos Sainz, like he, it's like he's been at Ferrari for, yes. for like two or three years. That's um, true. That he's, is fair. He, he, you know, he's created... the, He's built the team around him already. Uh, you know, he I don't know. He just seems to be the guy to really bring stability to a team and get in there and pick it up straight away. And he's had a couple of podiums. Um, yeah, I think he's uh, not quite as fast as Leclerc, but I think he's probably a longer-term, better prospect for Ferrari, and I've just been really impressed with him this, this year. Hmm.
0: He's so. yet to show me the killer instinct that he can go out there and and get a podium when he wants to but i guess the, the car isn't the greatest it's it's okay right yeah so.
1: i mean he get a podium in hungary but only because vettel got disqualified so
0: yeah that's right that's yeah. right my number 3 yeah. is, is max
1: verstappen okay <laughs> i was just speechless at that one no i'm just seeing who who are the two that you've got left and i'm like that's interesting
0: what yeah. <laughs> huh? I'm again so. I'm ranking them by how good I think they are as a driver and uh-huh. I think he's a top 3 but I don't think he's the, he's one of the top 2 not yet. He's getting there. He's certainly gotten no. high, gotten better than he was. Okay, it's, well Max gets, is my number 2. He gets better so. every year. No doubt about it. Yeah.
1: yeah, so Max is my number 2. He definitely okay. got better. We talked about the race craft he's definitely getting there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. So who is your number 2?
0: My number 2 is Fernando Alonso.
1: Wow, that's that's high praise. He's just the man. He is the man, yeah. Legend. <laughs> always fun to watch. Oh, so. I love him. Absolutely. Get back to Indy, Fernando. What's he on the Indy 500 track? All right, so um, my number one, the only one left, is actually Lando Norris. Whoa! Lando,
0: holy cow.
1: Uh, we just talked about it. Fif- Fifteen ra- Biggest consistent points finish in McLaren history. 15 races always in the points, podiums. He is third in the world championship ahead of a Mercedes and a Red Bull in what is arguably not even the third fastest car on the grid, probably the fourth or maybe even the fifth fastest car on the grid. Um, He should really... I mean, Mercedes, Red
0: Bull, Ferrari... Maybe not even fifth, if you think about. There's two Mercedes and two Red Bulls, and I'm not. Convinced. Oh, I was talking about
1: the teams. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I,
0: in terms of cars, I mean, there's yeah, four cars, cars we it. know are faster than him, and I'm not convinced on any given day that McLaren is the fifth and sixth fastest car.
1: No, no, I think Ferrari's ahead of them. So
0: yeah, so and yet there they are. There's yeah, but he's place.
1: third in. He's third in the championship. There, there um, it is. Um, yeah, Can't um, argue with it. He's, he's a nice guy, and he's from Jill's hometown as well. So we always <laughs> have to cheer <laughs> yeah. for him. Um, but no, I think he's, he's just uh, just a, a, an absolute raw talent that has really burst forward this year. And uh, it's great to see. So, yeah, I think this first half of the year, he's been my outstanding driver of the first half of the year.
0: At the beginning of the year, did you think you'd have him number one? Would you
1: have dreamed? No, no, I, I would have thought he would have been, I don't know, three or maybe four or five. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: There you go. Well, my number uh, one is...
1: Particularly with Daniel Ricciardo coming into the team, I was actually worried that Ricciardo was going to blow him away.
0: Right. So, yeah, be yeah. the second guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Very legitimate yeah. concern, for sure. And he's still only, what, 21 years
1: old? I, mean, I know. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. I, it is true. Um, um, so I'm guessing you, you're putting Lewis at number one then. Oh, absolutely.
0: Serious. He's, I mean, again, he's the Terminator. He's unstoppable. Uh, until somebody knocks him off, he's got... He, you got to to be the man, you got to beat the man. And... You know, I saw Nico Rosberg basically put his entire life on pause for an entire year to barely, barely squeak out a championship over Lewis in the same car. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's relentless. Uh, Until somebody else beats him, he's number one. He can do things that I don't see any other driver do. Again, you can put him at the back and then blink your eyes and he's at the front again. You're like, whoa, how'd that happen? How, he's a magician he's absolutely a magician and, and he has that feel of the car that I get a sense from watching documentaries and stuff I get a sense that Senna was like that like he's an extension yeah. of the car the car's an extension of him and he can just feel things other people can't, can't sense and it yeah. really is amazing
1: yeah actually going back to the Alonso thing that was actually one of the um, I don't know if you saw it in the, the post-race s- stuff from Hungary um, but somebody asked him about how did he know to hold up Lewis so much. Did he get a team radio? And he was like, I don't didn't need the team radio. I was watching it on the TV and I saw the gaps. And I mean, he was watching the race on what? the big screen TVs. While he, he was trying, driving. And figuring out the gaps. And I mean, I have a hard time sometimes reading those timing <laughs> strips on my TV at home, you know, not while I'm driving by at 200, and, 200 miles an hour. So, <laughs> um, oh, that's all right. Great. So, so just, just as much. A point of reference. Okay, so these I'm I'm going to go down these in championship order, but these are the um, the average from the other people who'd done the mid-season driver rankings. Um, okay. Okay, Lewis four point five out so, of
0: what? What what's the what's the number out of? Uh,
1: so this is their their ranking. So that was he he would be uh, four and a half down their list. So out of the twenty drivers, he was at okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Verstappen and Norris were joint first with an average of. Okay. Botas, (laughs) 12.5. Perez, 9 to 10, 9.75. Sainz, 6th. Leclerc, 5th. Gasly, 4th. Ricardo 15th. Gasly, Uh, 4th. Ocon, 10th, which was about where we put him. We said 11th, 12th. Alonso, 7th, which I think is a bit low. Hmm. Uh, Vettel, 9.75, around 10th. Yeah, before we had him. Sonoda 17th. Yeah, I had him sixteen. Yeah, Stroll, 12th. Latifi, hmm. 17.5. Hmm. Russell, 7.5, so closer to you than I had him. I'm obviously a bit more of a George Russell fan. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Raikkonen, 17th. Giovinazzi, 16th. Schumacher, 17th. And everybody in the world agrees Mazepin is 20th. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Shocking. decimal points on that. I'm always twentieth across the board. So. How depressing. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was fun. That we'll was good. To, we'll, we'll have to uh, compare that to where we feel people ended up at, end up at the end of the season. So,
0: that's right. We'll put a, we'll put a pin in that. Uh, we had to pause here for just a second. We have to thank our patrons who make this show possible. This and all the other programs from White Rocket Entertainment exist for one reason and one reason only, because our great patrons keep us able to keep the lights on here in the studio and keep producing programs like this one and the AU Wishbone and the Babylon 5 Review and On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast and all the other shows that we do. And we appreciate that. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join their ranks and be part of the fun. Just go to www.plexico.net www.plexico.net and click on the Become a Patron link. And off you go to become part of the family and keep our programs going. Our current patrons who keep everything rolling here in the studios include Chris and Clinton Stewart, Carl Von Drunker, Christopher Burleson, Jeremiah Schumann, Patrick Hayes, Samuel Salvatore, Allison Rich, Bart Lindsey, Bradley Blackman, Chris Usher, Gary Grant, J.J. Piggies, Logan Chilton, Matthew Flowers, Phil Amthor, Richard Stevens, Steve Trewick Susan Trewick, Trombone Tiger, Willie Carden, and Kansian, A hey, you falling up, Ben Bloodworth, Chris Thrash, Clay Henson, Dan Thompson, Daniel Odom, David Evers, David Hegler, Emmanuel Seaman, Eric Morgan, Bobby... Uh, I need Amanda Huggin Kiss. Oh, great. George Gaston, Jacob and Robin Fleming, John Otsuki, Catherine England, Kevin Smith, Mickey B, Phil Davis, Preston Settle, Reynolds Wolf, Rich Reimer, Steve Harlan, There Goes Davis, WDE Richie, Wes Atkinson, William Morgan, Wilson Beard, we're not quite done. There's a few more. Winston Body, Blake Heron, Boris the Tiger, Kato the Barner, and Chris the Hilton. Colby Butler, Danny Flack, Darius Benton, David Simpson, Di Bama, Earl Ricks, Eric Mayhan, Hugh Anderson, Josh Teal, Kevin Kanoy, Kevin Mayhan, Lane Middleton, Melissa Blackstone, Mike Finley, Owl Rhythm, Papa Tide, Patrick Williams, Randall Walker, Rob Morgan, Ross, Russell Milling, Sarah Hines, Sasquatch, Shane Bailey, Shannon Butson, Snowdog, Stephen Houston, Harvey, Tim Pittman, Tony Perry. Alex Nguyen Auburn Elvis Ben Amos Ben Riggis Bill Miner Brandon Smith Charles Mooney Chris Como, Colonel Dad Daniel Barnett Darren Pyle David Smiley Donnie Reynolds Elizabeth Donald Ice Cream Clone And finally James Taylor Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht John Stubbs, John Zavachin, Joey Miller, Joseph Eilif, JT Jarhead, Justin Bean, Kathy Bright, Kenneth Brent Rains, Kyle Cram Clams in Clean Clam Can, 76 Tiger, Mark Squire, Michael Hallbrook, Mick Vizhikana, Paul Bankson, Public Land Owner, Robert Drain, Russell Souther, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, Spanky, Stephen Thompson, Trevor Johnson, Brent Rumble, Chris, plus our one time and anonymous donors. We thank you all. Go to www.plexico.net, P L E X I C O.net, and click on the Patreon link to join the family. All right, and now let's take a quick look at IndyCar. I don't think we have nearly as much to talk about IndyCar but we can kind of give it a quick glance. Um, the thing that really impresses me about this year of IndyCar, just like every year, really, but particularly this year, it really is wide open. At least some years, Dixon's kind of ahead, and you feel like he'll, you know, or Newgarden's kind of ahead, and you feel like, you know, if he just keeps doing his... I have never, from day one, gotten the sense that Alex Pillow was anywhere near safe and and was going to win this championship. It's, to me, it's just been a matter of who's going to... Now, I know that the the time's getting short. There's only four races left. But I feel like somebody's going to catch Pillow before
1: it's over. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've had, what, seven different winners so far in the season? Um, Yeah. um, Or was it seven different winners in the first seven races or something? It was just crazy. Um, It took a while before we got a repeat winner. I know that. Um, A lot of them are first-time winners, which is great. Um, a lot of people getting up uh, for me this is really being I think we talked a bit about this last year but more this year is this is really a changing of the guard in IndyCar it is it's the new guys it's it's like you said it's, it's Alex Pelot, it's Patricia Ward it's Renus VK um, it's you know Scott McLaughlin it's it's these guys who have come in in the last couple of seasons Marcus Ericsson, um, really coming to the fore um, and really starting to dominate um, which is great to see. I think we're seeing a, you know one of those c- occasional generational shifts of of a new batch of drivers coming in.
0: Well, let me throw this factoid at you, then. There have been three drivers to win more than one race. Three drivers have won two each. Pato Award, Alex Pelot, and Marcus Erickson.
1: Marcus Erickson. Yes. How about
0: <laughs> that? Marcus Erickson has won as many races as anybody, yeah. this year. more than New Garden. Certainly more than Alexander Rossi. Uh-huh. More, more than Scotty Dixon. That's just pretty mind-blowing to me. More than Will Power. More than any of the... I mean, in fact, we've only had two Penske winners. New Garden yeah. once and then Power once.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the other thing as well. It's not like it's a runaway Penske season no. or a runaway Ganassi season or, you know, um, or a runaway Andretti. I mean, yeah. You know, it's, it's just been... Everybody really, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, all over it's one of the uh, one of the most wide open seasons I've seen in a in a long time, and it's great to see. Um, and I'm loving seeing Roman Grosjean get his feet, you know, yeah. It's like he's like he's found a second home and a revitalized career in in IndyCar. Um, he's had yeah. two podium finishes, one at the weekend, um, and uh, you know, just great to see that too. Um, so yeah, I am really enjoying. I was going to say I'm really enjoying the races. I'm not sure I enjoyed the last. Um, I was going to say the last one. Not the the indie one was fine. I didn't. I'm not sure I enjoyed um, Nashville. Um,
0: <laughs> but. That was just a kind of a, a mess. But it was. I would say it was entertaining. I know people are like saying oh, definitely, it was horrible yeah. and all that. But I, as to quote, you know, the Roman, uh, the the gladiator. Am I not entertained? Yeah, I was very entertained. Enterta- it was a it, yeah. was a it was a poop fest, but it was a fun one.
1: But how the heck? I still haven't figured out how Marcus Ericsson went from going <laughs> over the back of Sebastian Bourdais and what was it lap four, yeah, um, and ended up winning to win to win the race. I just yeah. Oh,
0: they said that people in Sweden turned it off. It was the middle of the night. They wanted to go to bed, right? So as soon as he yeah. had that accident, and so they got up the next morning and they're like, "Wait, what? <laughs> 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 he won." <laughs> Nobody expected that,
1: so. Yeah, I don't think he did either. From the post-race no. interviews, that was crazy. Um, yeah, oh, he's uh,
0: he's very chilled. So it's all, but I like him a lot, and it's it's. I'm glad to see the Formula One guys doing pretty well. If you'd ask me which one, I mean, based on the amount of tension of attention that they're getting. I mean, obviously, Jimmy Johnson's getting all this attention for other stuff, not for what he's actually done. He's the he's the worst driver in the field. After him, though, honestly, Romain Grosjean has been getting the most attention, and yet he hasn't won a race, and Ericsson has won two.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But they just seem to be ignoring Ericsson You don't hear anything about him. Well, he's
1: been he's been around for a couple of seasons, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, going back to Jimmy Johnson. Um, I'm of the firm opinion that if that was anybody else that was driving like that, they'd be parked. They oh yeah. Would not, they would no not be, they would not be out there. Um, it, no, no it's, question. it's embar- It's embarrassing to watch. It really is. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, I, and, and to be honest, when I saw him at Cota spring training year before last, uh, the years I've lost track of where we are. Well, the last uh, couple of years, <laughs> who can, you know, um, when he was in the pits talking to Scott Dixon and was, it was clearly clear what was, you know, that he was heading that way and just, listening into a couple of conversations, I thought, oh, Jimmy Johnson in an IndyCal, that's going to be great. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's just embarrassing to watch. Um, well,
0: it's like every week after he's done, he tells the, he's happy, he's positive, he's upbeat, and he tells the interviewer, I, I've i learned a lot this time, I'm getting better, I'm almost there. And every week he ends up doing about the same thing <laughs> as he did the week yeah, before.
1: Yeah, and when he is, he is running, he's been lapped so many times, they sort of lose count. It's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he, he always spins out once or twice and gets yeah. lapped, and he's, yeah, it's really just sad. I, I, I don't know hardly anything about him because I don't follow NASCAR, but I am to understand these. My All I know about Jimmy Johnson is he, he coached the Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Hurricanes back in the <laughs> 80s and 90s, so it's a different Jimmy Johnson, I, I think. All right, so tell me this then. Tell me this. Well, two things for you. One— what Native American graveyard did Alexander Rossi desecrate that he's got this curse? Because every possible thing that could go... I loved it when he ended up fourth, right? He, he Every race, he's like second, third, fourth, fifth. He's somewhere in there, every race, and then something, somebody hits him or something happens every time. And so when he ended up fourth this time, they were interviewing him after the race, NBC, and they're like, hey, Alexander, fourth place, man. you got to be feeling good about that, right? And he just kind of, his look was like... Oh, jeez, I'm celebrating fourth, you know? He's just kind of like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's great, you know? Because <laughs> you know him. I mean, he's brutally honest. Yeah. He's not going to yeah. hide anything, and he's just like, oh, yeah, it's it's just great celebrating fourth. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> I actually tweeted him and told him that we need to do a voodoo chicken curse breaking <laughs> ritual. He says, "Bring it on! Bring the chicken and come on!" So uh, <laughs> I right, fly out to to California and and uh, take a chicken, take him some, take him a bucket of KFC to do a to do a, <laughs> do a, do a magic spell on. So what what's going on with him? And then I want to ask you about uh, where this where this season is going. But what do you think about Rossi? Because you and I both are Rossi fans, and it's been yeah. kind of frustrating.
1: Yeah, I don't know whether it's Andre, um as a team because they seem to be. Because I, I think they're pretty much changing all the drivers next season aren't they other than Ross well it's age.
0: ever it's ever since he signed his new contract with him is when his bad luck started
1: yeah yeah but uh, I don't know they, they seem to have lost focus a little bit of focus I think as a team um, yeah. a except for Herda Croatian.
0: except for Herda yeah little baby Herda's yeah. been kicking
1: butt yeah he has until he drives it into the wall well when yeah. he's in yeah he he is but, kind
0: of the Verstappen of IndyCar, you know, he either yeah, uh, or runs or runs into the wall.
1: That is actually one thing about that Nashville race. He was just amazing to watch the speed he had and the mm-hmm. way he was overtaking people up until he stuffed it into the wall too much from the end. Um yeah. He-
0: <laughs> I got my lucky Rossi uh koozie on, by the way, right now. I'm just yeah. saying.
1: I, I think you know what, Alexander Rossi needs to stop changing the paint scheme for every yeah. goddamn race. If he <laughs> just stuck he just stuck with the Napa paint scheme in the uh, number 27, he'd be fine.
0: Yeah, so. that, that pink and black, it just did not working for him. But honestly, he's not doing any better in the blue and yellow than he is in the <laughs> no, I and know, and uh, So Well, anyway, so we only got four races to go. They're going to come up here to my neighborhood. I actually don't have tickets this year. I've gone to every Gateway race since it restarted but we really just and they had two last year you know they had one on saturday right. and one on sunday last year we went to we had tickets to the one on saturday i think those were the tickets i already had they added the sunday or they moved it around they swapped them but anyway we had tickets to one we went to it most boring race i've ever sat through it was terrible they had put this the this the they'd put that stuff on the track and they took away all but one lane and it was a parade and it was awful so i didn't renew my tickets just i said look you got to show me that this is worth my money Or I'm not going to go sit out in the hot sun And bake in the hottest part of the year right. in, you know, on, on asphalt in, in, in St. Louis So we're going to watch it on TV And we're going to evaluate and decide if we want to go back next year or not Because I want to support it
1: right, but I also sure. don't want
0: to spend a whole bunch of money To watch them just drive around in a circle for, for two hours my, my family will pack up and leave me there So, <laughs> um, so we're going to see Gateway coming up And we got Portland, Laguna Seca, and Long Beach Where do you see this thing coming out? How do you see it shaking out?
1: Well, first off, I need to not press the mute button just before I talk. Um, I really don't know, to be honest. Um, I would have been amazed if at the beginning of the year you'd have told me that Alex Palou was going to be leading the championship because I think, like I said earlier in the year, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Alex Palou, even if he did move away from Austin um, to Indianapolis. Um, but, uh, you know, he... he when he first came on the scene he, he seemed very talented and I, you know I enjoyed watching him and thought he had a big career again, ahead of him but I didn't expect him to be like a championship contender within like two seasons um, so uh, you know uh, no real expectation of that i'm just having a, a quick look i you know i think if it's going to be anybody new i'd love to see it be uh, pato award i think he mm-hmm. he, he deserves uh, a championship i would love to see it be him rather than scott Dixon or joseph newgarden again oh um,
0: god yes
1: um, but you know that little Swedish guy Marcus Eriksson's hanging in there in fifth. He's just uh, seven points behind Newgarden. That's awesome. You never know where he's going to go. So yeah, I, I'd like to see maybe a Ward get it. Um But uh, I, you know, I, I, I'll I'll do the, the same thing. It wouldn't surprise me if it was flipping Scott Dixon again. You know, <laughs> as we go in, I'm actually surprised Long Beach. I didn't realize Long Beach is the last um yeah. race of the season. That's interesting. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. I, 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 the
0: the points gap right now. Pelot has four hundred and fifteen. Award in second three hundred and ninety four. Dixon three hundred and eighty one. New Garden three hundred and sixty. And Erickson three hundred and fifty three. Those five are probably the main contenders. There's a few other with 312, 311, whatever. But those five right now. Are the contenders? Who would have thought Marcus Ericsson would be top five and a contender for the championship this year? I, yeah. That's kind of amazing. But he's just been very consistent. He's yeah, got, I mean, he's got a he's got two firsts, but he's also got a second.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, he's a fair number of top top ten finishes. So uh, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Could be the Swedish champion by the end of the year.
0: Well, <laughs> it'd be interesting. I'm I'm always ABN anybody but New Garden.
1: I, yeah, I like I'm, him personally. Not anybody but, but and Dixon. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing okay. against Scott Dixon, but he's he's had a long enough, run. I, he has had it. his he's had his day. Yeah.
0: He's yeah. had his day. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. By the way, see uh, Romain, uh, Romain Grosjean. I never can say it right. Uh, on an oval, I, I loved him. He said uh, they asked him about Gateway, and he says, "Yeah, it's going to be my first one." He says, "I'm ready to go. Turn left."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because initially it was like I'm going to do everything except the ovals, and then he's been over here and he started. Well, that looks interesting. Let's give it a I, shot. I think he's already talking about doing the Indy 500 next year. So uh, yeah.
0: Well, he's got a two, a five, a seven, and a two finish, which is not bad at all. And if he could have run a couple of those ovals there, you know, he'd probably be in the. man, eh, might be in the top ten. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we'll see what he does next year. Yep. Um. Anything else about IndyCar that I'm forgetting?
1: I don't think so. Other, than, think you know, so. I. If I'm just again, just really enjoying how open the season is. This both series, I think both series, it's great. Both series once. are really um, top of the game this so far this season. I'm just hope it continues.
0: Well, IndyCar is usually like this in the sense of you never know who's going to win week to week. The thing that's to me interesting this season is that not only do you not know who's going to win week to week you don't even know who's there's not even like a clear leader overall
1: right and it's not the usual suspects you know it's not yeah take your pick from power new garden dixon yeah. right you know. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah so
0: in fact this was um this was power's first win yeah. this past weekend at his the track that he loves that wrote. He and Grosjean kind of liked that track a lot, so that didn't surprise me. All right. Well, I guess that will do it for our sort of mid to late season look back. You want to reconvene at the end of the season to give out our season awards
1: and talk about how it all played out? (laughs) Yeah, I think so, and do our rankings again and see how they compare with our mid-season ones. I think that'll be fun.
0: That will be fun. All right, gang. Well, we're going to get on out of here, and so thanks so much, Alan. Cheers, man.